Hello, and welcome to In the Days of Noor, where we talk about Islamic-related topics and social issues. Today, I want to talk to you about working mothers. So there is an article in The Guardian, and this article is from 2003, so quite a few years back. But I highly doubt that anything has changed. And so in the article, they are talking about the effects of working mothers on children. So I'm going to read a few quotes from the article, and then I'll give some brief commentary. And I have written about this before on the blog, and so I'll leave a few links below. And I, inshallah, hopefully, I will talk about it in depth and maybe some kind of longer form talk or something like that, because this is a topic that I'm very interested in. My master's degree was in psychology with a focus on child and family. So this is something I'm very interested in. This is a huge change that has happened in the West with women working. And it's not necessarily women working because everyone works in some form or another. Even a stay-at-home mom works. She works in her home and in various capacities. But it's rather a woman going outside of her home to work and having a typical 9-to-5 job. And so this is, these are a few quotes from the article. The children of mothers who return to work full-time in the years before they start school have a slower emotional development and score less well in reading and math tests, according to a study published by the Institute for Social and Economic Research. An early return... So I'm skipping around... Uh, choosing a couple of quotes, and I'll leave the link to the full article in the description. An early return to work by the mother reduces the child's chances of progressing to A-level from 60% to 50%. The employment pattern of the father has little effect, said the study. The study was done by John Ermisch and Marco Francescani, professors at Essex University. They said that the consequences were less severe for children of better educated mothers and the positive effects of household income brought about by the mother returning to work went some way to compensate for the negative effect of reduced contact early years. And Professor Franciscani also said in even the children of highly educated mothers who go back to work full-time early will have a lower educational attainment but the disadvantage will not be as much as far less educated moms. So that's all I'll read from the article. You can go ahead and read it yourself. The link is in the description. And this is something that I have always found extremely important, is this issue of women going back to work, of mothers and motherhood and the value of mothers. And it's unfortunately something that we take for granted in our society. The interesting thing is that I don't think we purposefully take it for granted. I think we take it for granted actually out of a good intention. I, as someone who studied psychology and I've always been attracted to Freud and his theories, though sometimes I'll interpret it slightly different than I think a lot of other people do because I think that some people are overwhelmed by some of his rhetoric without simply leaving it some of the more outrageous rhetoric or simply interpreting it in a way that falls in line with some of his other theories. 
but I do find a lot of his theories useful. So Freud was someone who very strongly believed that this bond between mother and child was extremely important. So important that it would put you on the course for your life, how your mother treated your relationship with your mother. Was she too attached? Was she not attached enough? Did you have a a good re- relationship with her? Was she understanding? Was she not understanding? Understanding? Did she attend to your needs? And all of these various other aspects that are so important. It is also very important in attachment theory and various other theories in psychology. Unfortunately, as time moved on, this importance of the bond between mother and child was also lost. But I say it came from a good intention because with the importance of mothers and the importance that motherhood was given, it also meant that if you did something wrong by your child, if your child turned out badly, it was your fault. And if they turned out well, it was your fault. So I think that the good intention was that people wanted to take away the blame primarily from the mother for how her child ended up. But what they also ended up doing is taking away the credit for how the child ended up. So if we're going to say that a child, that the mother and child bond is not the most important thing in a person's life, that it is not crucial to how they turn out, then we're also taking away the credit from the mother. And so this is this is unfortunate because as much as we may not like the blame that mothers can sometimes have when a child or an adult turns out wrong, people want to know, okay, what was the, what were their parents like? At the same time, I think that there is so much truth and value to it and that we can't just see the negative. We have to remember that it has a positive impact. So if you know that your bond with your child, if you're a mother, is extremely important and extremely crucial as to how they will end up in the future, then it's something you'll take seriously and you won't jeopardize it. You will try your very, very best. But if it's something that you don't think is important, then you will end up going back to work when the child is three months or a few weeks old. And you just won't see the value of it because in a lot of people, especially quote-unquote liberals and others, I'm sure, think that it has nothing, the mother-child bond is not important at all. It just they, the child just needs to have a loving adult. We just need to have a better daycare system. There should be universal daycare and all of these various things. And really diminishing the role of women and the role of motherhood. Which I find so interesting because, again, I think it comes from a good intention of wanting to, quote-unquote, liberate women and mothers from the blame game. But at the same time, it completely diminishes the value of women and mothers to say that basically anyone can do this job. We don't need the mother to do the job, the job of raising her child. As long as we have a good babysitter, good daycare, it can take the role of the child. But as this study shows, and I'm sure many other studies show, the mother-child bond is extremely important. And it doesn't mean, and sometimes I really hate these conversations because they can become so petty and people just aren't listening to each other. So it does not mean that someone raised by a single dad or two men or two women or five adults or adoptive parents cannot turn out well. That is not what it means. 
What it means is that the best relationship a human being can have, the most important relationship, is one that is bonded between mother and child, and secondarily, mother uh, between child and father. That doesn't mean that no one else can do a good job. It means that, and, and to me it's so logical, because it takes a man and a woman to have a child. That's what it takes. It takes sperm from a man, egg from a woman. Even if you, even if it's not literally a man and woman being together, you still need sperm from a man, egg from a woman. You need parts of a man's body, a part of a woman's body, or what is developed in our bodies to create a child. So there's no way that we can possibly think that that has no value. We all know that people are a mix of nature and nurture. Now, maybe there are still a few people that think that nature is the only thing that matters or that think that nurture is the only thing that matters. But for the most part, we have settled in social science that it is both. It is both nature and nurture. So the stuff you're made out of, that sperm and that egg and that DNA, is also valuable. I think there also is a... I don't know if I want to call it a spiritual element or metaphysical element or whatever you want to call it, but I think there is also a value simply to two people, two human beings got together and made one unique human being. It couldn't have been made with any two other people. You needed those two people to make that human being and to think that there there is no bond, no connection that that goes I mean, just no bond. To think that there's no bond at all, that it only has to do with who raised the child, just doesn't make any sense. It's illogical. And so, especially when the mother is in the home, then there is so much value. And this is something that Freud stressed. I think he said the first two years um, were most... I'm not sure if he said the first two years or the first five years were some of the most important years, if not the most important years, not only in a child's life, but in a person's life. Now, I am not a deterministic kind of person. I don't have a deterministic view that some people may feel like Freud had. But, because I do think that you can change at any time and you can have different role models and you can have other people who help to raise you in your life and who change your life in different ways. And thank God we, we can do that and we can change and be influenced by other people. But I think those first couple of years, your entry into the world are so valuable. But we now live in a society that just doesn't value it. And it's not just the mother's fault. We can't just put it on the mothers and the mothers need to do more and be more, be around the children more. Yes, of course, I believe that they do. But we also need to be in an environment where someone having a baby isn't seen as a downfall in their life, in their career. And I I find it so sad and so disheartening that there are some jobs that will not allow a woman to have more than sick leave after she has the baby. So they don't have any real maternity leave, but she can take sick leave just like anyone else can take sick leave. And she has to come back to work a few weeks later. And this is, again, this detachment, this idea that this bond between mother and child, between the woman that gave birth to you, between the sperm and the egg that created you, that there, that that has no real value. And that as long as you are 
ostensibly being taken care of, then it's fine. Don't worry about it. I think that's really tragic. The woman just had a child. She carried a child for nine months. She had this baby, and now just a few weeks later, she has to drop it off in a daycare with strangers. It doesn't matter if they're good people or not. Of course, you want them to be good people. But I think that it's unfortunate that we underestimate the value of that bond. And these are human beings we're talking about. And I think that we may be pleasantly surprised that if we give women uh, maternity leave, maybe they will perform better. Or even, because to me, I don't think it has to be maternity leave. I don't think it has to be in the European style. I think it can be maybe flexible work, or maybe she can have part-time or leeway to not come in the office so that she can do her work, but be able to do it when the baby's taking a nap and she's at home and not have to go into work and go and put her baby into daycare, which is also giving her this unnecessary expense of paying someone else to watch her child instead of being able to do it herself. So even flexible work would be so much better. Flexible part-time work option and be able to keep that job would be so much better than a lot of the the um, the, the setup in different jobs where they just really either have no maternity leave or it's just horrible maternity leave or people come off of maternity leave but they get no pay. So what's the point? Um, it's just really unfortunate. And so we as a society, it really is about putting value into the next generation, which in turn is about putting value in ourselves and saying, let's let mothers have this time with their child to bond with their child to take care of their child in the best manner they can for the betterment of our future because these are the future children these are the future adults of the world and now we want them to be cared for and nourished in the best way possible and to have these bonds these these intergenerational bonds with their parents and each generation be connected with each other instead of this very abrupt removal from from the mother i mean it's just insane to me i think that offices there's so many ways to work it out but i mean a child has been in you for nine months can she at least have nine months to be with that child and the reason why i can understand or at least i think it should be open to other options because i can understand if i have a business and i have employees and then the employee gets pregnant and they have a child and they want time off, do I really want to have them not working, but I'm still paying them? Of course not. No business wants to do that. But I think that at least if we had flexible, at least if we had part-time, at least if we could actually treat each other like human beings and realize this human experience and human bond and work it out case by case, that I, that you as an employer understand that, hey, this person is not a human being. They just gave birth. They have a child. And I want to make it easy for them because being uh, having children is good for society. And then for women ourselves, I think we really have to reconsider sort of ignoring that maternal voice, ignoring that that woman that wants to be with her child and sort of forcing ourselves to just truck it on back to work and on and in school. I recall seeing a picture not too long ago of this woman who had just give 
given birth and she was taking an exam and you know everyone was applauding this picture oh, look at this woman you know she just gave birth and she's taking this exam and and how great that is you know she's such a hard worker but to me and I think yeah that's great she's a hard worker that's really awesome at the same time I think when you're giving when you're giving birth to your child I don't think you should have to have any other stress in those weeks and months after having your child, I don't think you should be burdened with any other stress. You just gave birth to a new life. Why should you be almost pretending as if that doesn't have this immense value? So uh, there's this, this sort of sad thing we have in our society where after women give birth and have children, we expect them to get their body back or get their life back. And it's like, actually, no, they just went through an amazing new experience. They're not going to go back to being, or they shouldn't, they shouldn't feel forced to go back to the same person they were before they had the child. They shouldn't be forced or feel forced or pressured to go back to the same body they had before the child. This is a human life. This is something so precious. And we as a society have to value mothers and, and also value children and the next generation more. And it's it's so ironic to me that, I, that it came from this very good place of let's not blame women for how children and adults turn out if they turn out badly. But then it just it, it became something very awful and very uncomfortable and very dehumanizing that now we don't value motherhood we don't value pregnant women we don't value uh women who are giving giving birth to the next generation we don't applaud them we don't give them privileges which they they deserve we just we almost sort of we ignore the value of it and so no mothers are not to blame of course for when someone turns out to be a sociopath, excuse me, I shouldn't say they're not to blame. Mothers are not the only factor in a child and an adult's life as to how they turn out. Of course not, but they are one of the most important factors. So we have to value motherhood. We have to value motherhood. And there's a there's something that the Prophet said in peace and blessing upon him said, and he said, someone came to him. And they asked him something like, who should I honor the most or who should I love the most? Something to that effect. And he said, your mother. And the man asked the question again, you know, sort of like who's second. Or he actually he just asked the question again after that. And then the prophet, peace be upon him, he said, your mother. And then he asked again. And he said, your mother. And then he asked the fourth time and he said, your father. So three times he's telling him, your mother, your mother, your mother, your father. These are the two most important people in your life. But the mother has such a high value. And on the flip side, that doesn't mean that we degrade women who aren't mothers. It doesn't mean that being a mother is the most important job in a woman's life, though I think a lot of women would say it was. But it doesn't mean, or maybe I should say, it doesn't mean that that's the only valuable position in a woman's life if she is a mother. But we have to be careful. We have to tread waters. We don't want to say a woman, this is the most valuable part of a woman's life. We don't want to, or excuse me, we don't want to say this is the only part, valuable part of a woman's life. We don't want to say that women should be blamed completely if 
an adult turns out wrong, that it's always the mother's fault. At the same time, we have to continue to value the mother, the mother, the mother, the mother, and then the father. This is, this is a station that God has given women over men, and that should never, ever be taken away. And even though half of the population can do it, even though women can give birth and give birth every single day, it is one of the greatest miracles in the world. It's one of the greatest miracles in the world. A woman carrying a child for nine months, that baby growing in her womb, and then giving birth to that child and breastfeeding that child if she chooses to breastfeed, but still even having for God to grace her with having milk production from her body and being able to breastfeed the child and all of the love and emotional attachment that she has to that child and the caring for that child, we cannot ever devalue that. We can't do it. And so I think the study is important. I think it's an important reminder. Yeah, some women may choose to go back to work. Some women, some women may want to go back to work. Some women may feel like they, they're not fit to be a stay-at-home mom. Some women may feel like they financially can't be, um, can't be a stay-at-home mom. But I don't think that we should ever forget how beneficial it is to be highly involved in the beginning years of your child's life. You don't get those years back. You can spend, if you take five years off, even 10 years off to raise your child, you can work your way back after that to the career that you like. You have the rest of your life to do that. You don't have all of your life for your child to be one and two and three and four. You don't have all of your life for your child to be young. They will only be young once. You can only impact them in that stage once. So why should we devalue it? Why shouldn't more women at least look at this as an option? And we definitely need to be talking about it and looking at studies like this so that we can remind ourselves of how valuable mothers are. We can give ourselves back the options if we are mothers, when we are mothers, to be with our children and not feel guilty about it and know that we are contributing to society. And it's also a lovely reminder of how wonderful our own mothers are and how much we need to thank them for everything that they have done for us. So that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.